I'm Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. You can subscribe to these at iTunes. You can also find them at HeidiHarris.com. You can also hear my live radio show five days a week, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. at AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. And there's a link to listen live to the show if you're not in Las Vegas. Uh, found at HeidiHarris.com. My guest today is Michael Brown. He's got a brand new book out called Jezebel's War with America. He talks about a lot of aspects of things that are happening with society that have kind of the connotations of the biblical Jezebel. And I also wanted to talk to him about what it is with the evangelicals who still are complaining about Donald Trump as if there was an option, right? Welcome back to the Heidi Harris Show, Dr. Michael Brown. Always great to be on your show. Thanks. You know what's so interesting to me is I had characterized Hillary Clinton as Jezebel, and not literally, but in a lot of ways, and I've kind of joked about that over the years, and, and I've said to a lot of people, when it came down to voting for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton, you know, we saw her as Jezebel, and Donald Trump was an improvement, and what I don't get, Dr. Brown, is you've got a lot of Christians who are still never Trumpers, who are still acting as if she was preferable to Donald Trump because they're focused on his flaws and not some of the great things he's done and not understanding that God may have a very flawed human being in place for a reason. Yeah, and, and the question is, what battles are we fighting? What's at stake? I, I liken it to you've got a, a bunch of Rottweilers with rabies in your neighborhood, and they're, they're biting the children who are getting affected, and you don't have a, you don't have a dog catcher. And you have two candidates. One is the nicest guy in the world, happily married. His kids love him. But he can't catch a dog with a nuclear bomb. And the other guy is mean-spirited, nasty, has been divorced three times. His kids hate him, but he can catch a dog with his own teeth. It's like, oh, I like the other guy, but for a dog catcher, we'll hire him. So, look, I would love to see this incredible, godly Christian leader that just, you know, is Billy Graham in every way, and he's the president. But that's, that's not our choice. It the, the, wasn't the, the cards we were dealt. And the bottom line is, in terms of why we voted for Trump, those who voted for him, those are the things we want to see him do. Fighting against abortion, appointing pro-life justices, standing up for our religious rights, standing for Israel, pushing back in, in other ways. And look, if you, if you fast forward to 2020, and it's going to be Trump versus a radical leftist socialist who wants to have abortion up to the moment of birth, it's going to be an easier vote this time around. But in my Jezebel's War with America book, I try to paint this picture. And yes, it is kind of like Trump versus Jezebel in a certain way. But let's look at the spiritual realities, because that's what we're ultimately up against. So for those who are not familiar with who Jezebel was biblically, talk about how that Jezebel spirit manifests itself and how it's going to be a huge factor in 2020. All right, so in the Bible, we know there was a literal woman, Jezebel, who lived about 3,000 years ago. She was a pagan princess married into Israel. She was a zealous idol worshiper. She was a murderer. She silenced the prophets. She intimidated by fear. She's associated with sexual immorality, with sorcery. She emasculated men. Fast forward 1,000 years, in Jesus' day, there was a false prophetess that he names Jezebel. Maybe not her real name, but what he calls her. She's associated with sexual immorality. She's associated with idolatry. And now you look at whatever demonic forces were at work behind Jezebel, because back in the Bible days, she was unbelievably powerful. She even intimidated the prophet Elijah for a season. Now look at what we're dealing with in America. Let's, let's look at the symptoms, like you go into a doctor's office. We have idolatry, turning away from God after created earthly things. We have the miserable seduction of sexual immorality through porn, even affecting little kids. 
We have a radical feminist spirit with the, with the emasculating of men. We have the murderous baby-killing spirit, which also went hand-in-hand hand hand with idolatry in the ancient world. We have the war on gender, where men are becoming women and women are becoming men. We have the silencing of the prophetic voice of the church, people afraid to speak out through fear. And then the, the one that takes down Jezebel in the Bible is a king named Jehu. He's an outsider. He's not a, uh, a politician. He's a general. He does, he's zealous for good, does a lot of good, but there's a lot of collateral damage also. He's like a bull in a china shop, like this alpha male guy, very much like a Donald Trump. Whether you like him or loathe him, the description fits. And, and it is Jehu that has the final conflict with Jezebel. So is it any wonder that with the Trump presidency, we see the rise of all of these different things in our society all at the same time. Oh, and should I mention that just as Jezebel is associated with sorcery and witchcraft in the Bible, that there are now more witches reportedly in America than Presbyterians, and some of them go around hexing the male patriarchy. So uh, this all just came together as I was writing the book. I, I was overwhelmed with this reality that, yes, there are natural forces we're dealing with. And yes, we have to take responsibility for our own actions. At the same time, there are spiritual forces we're dealing with, the same demonic forces that were at work through Jezebel in biblical times or at work again in America today. It is clear as day. Absolutely. We're speaking with Dr. Michael Brown. His website is askdrbrown.org. The new book is Jezebel's War with America, The Plot to Destroy Our Country and What We Can Do to Turn the Tide. i got to tell you, Dr. Brown, I've talked about probably four stories in the last two weeks on the air of women who have picked up strangers at bars or gone on apps and gone home with people. And I see women acting more and more... I don't want to say sleazy. Well, maybe so. They're just not as cautious as they should be. And probably a lot of these women were raised to not talk to strangers when they were five, right? But all of a sudden they grow up and they get on dating apps and, and, they, and you, you try to warn them and then you're victim blaming. I mean, it's really, it's very interesting and very odd and very sad. Yeah, it, it, it is. And look, there is, men can't be men and women can't be women today. If a man is protective if, if a man really wants to take spiritual responsibility as the head of his house and really watch over his children, that's toxic masculinity. There's something wrong with that. If, if a woman wants to be protected and nurtured, if a woman wants the man to take the initiative, well, now, you know, that she's not really standing up the way she's supposed to. She just needs to be herself. And, and look, I'm not saying that all the stereotypes of male and female distinctions always hold. But there are differences. We've been made differently. We have different strengths. We have different weaknesses. And part of this whole Jezebelic attack on our society is a war on gender distinctions. Male-female distinctions themselves become the enemy. So for a man to be a man or a woman to be a woman becomes opposed. And then the confusion comes in that little children think, well, they're actually the opposite of who they are. And, and you even have to ask yourself, if there's nothing spiritual going on, how in the world did we get to a society where there's a celebration now in the American Library Association of drag queens reading to our toddlers? It's crazy. And how, how, how do we get to this point of embracing things that just a few years ago we would have been shocked and, and, and displeased over? Now we're celebrating something's happening, and, and we can't even live 
normal lives without having to fight and swim against the tide. That's so true. We're speaking with Dr. Michael Brown. That is so true. We had that drag queen thing here in Vegas, I don't know, about a year ago, and I was very vocal about it on the air. And it's shocking to me. It really is. And what else is shocking is parents who are complicit in letting their kids become medical eunuchs because they go to their parents and say, oh, I think I'm a boy, I think I'm a girl. And then their parents are putting them on these drugs at 9 or 10 years old that are blocking their puberty, and they're never going to be the same. I've, I've seen stories, I'm sure you have too, of doctors who have 25-year-old guys who come in with the appendages of nine-year-old boys. You can't reverse that. They're ruined. No, and, and not only so, when you, when you do the, the puberty, uh, the hormone blockers to stop the onset of puberty, and then the hormones after that to try to get the kid to be the opposite of who they are, they get sterilized for life. There are even instances now of 13-year-old girls who've had full mastectomies. Uh, there's an increasing number now. It's called rapid onset gender dysphoria of these troubled kids, a lot of them who are, who are autistic, mildly autistic, and they think this is the problem. The reason they don't feel at home in their bodies, they're actually transgender. There's even a warning that was put out by doctors across England saying we, we need to slow this down. We need to do a little bit more wait and see to see how the child develops. With, with the, the push of transgender activism, it's utterly remarkable that the doctors in England are saying, time out, this is going too fast. And, and again, you ask yourself, how does this happen in a society? Rational thinking people that celebrate Bruce Jenner as, as woman of the year. How, how is this happening? How is it happening that things are so out of control that the kids as young as eight are, are getting hit with porn? and exposed to it. And you've got guys in their 20s that need Viagra to perform because they've been so, so desensitized through porn. That's also another way, Heidi, that, that men get emasculated, that when they become slaves to sexual sin, they lose their sense of authority, they lose their sense of dignity, and they're not able to look at women the right way either. Uh, even the emasculating of men through the dumbing down of, of the culture where you go from father knows best to Homer Simpson, where the, the <laughs> men, the fathers are just jerks and idiots. I see it as all spiritually related to this Jezebel attack on America. Absolutely. We're speaking with Dr. Michael Brown about his new book, Jezebel's War with America, the plot to destroy our country and what we can do to turn the tide. Speaking of porn, you know, uh, there are people who will say to people like you and me, oh, come on, you're just prude, you're this, you're that. But we've got people who are training their bodies to respond to something fake from the time they're 9, 10, 11 years old. They think that sex is something it's not at all. Women grow up learning to be, you know, move like porn stars, act like porn stars because that's what they think sex is and it's just destroying people as you mentioned yeah the other thing is that it is addictive just like a drug i've been looking at studies they're absolutely shocking i don't know if you've ever seen the pictures of brain scans of porn addicts and then they compare it to a brain scan of a cocaine addict where you no, can, you can actually that. see wow. the addictions that that something actually happens in the brain and then like with all sin Sin never satisfies. Instead, it leads you to more sins, and then worse sins, and then you become enslaved. So normal, sexual, wholesome relationship between a husband and wife, that's not enough. There has to be every type of perversion and sick thing added in. And then how do you have a relationship with someone when you only relate to the opposite sex or the, the same sex, depending on the person, as just a sexual object? You know, and, and this is what is going to happen and it, it break, what does it ultimately do? It ultimately breaks down human beings created in the image of God, human beings called to marry and have children. It breaks down the most fundamental aspects of our society. 
So we could be economically prosperous with a strong military, but our morals and our family foundations are falling apart. That's how you destroy a nation. That's absolutely true. And it's it's so scary, too, because when you, you look at what's happening and the fact that, as you mentioned, people can't even relate to each other. And a lot of these women are so angry, and I think part of the reason women are so angry is because we've had a couple of generations of women who don't have fathers in the home. They don't trust men. They think, you know, if the first man who's supposed to love you isn't there for you, it's real tough for some of these women to come to God because they go, well, why should I believe in, you know, God the Father when my own dad wasn't there for me? What do you think about that? Oh, it's absolutely true. There, there are studies that have been done, uh, a famous one by a former atheist, Paul Vitz, but on the effect of fatherlessness, that some of the most prominent atheists that ever lived either had a horrific relationship with their earthly father or their earthly father wasn't there, died when they were young or left the family when they were young. And then we know that when you have, say, boys raised without dads, they tend to become more wild. You have much higher rates of, of prison population and promiscuity and drug use and violence and things like that. When you have kids raised, boys raised without a dad, and then the girls don't have that security, that nurturing, the father telling them they're beautiful and they're special. They have to look for it and find it in other ways. And, and look, we understand that the devil hates men and women alike. He wants to destroy all indiscriminately. And when we talk about a, a spirit of Jezebel, yeah, it came through a woman in, in the Bible, but we're talking about an attack on women and on men. And it has a different effect on each, but, but it, it, it hits us where we live. And, and people can recognize they're going through this because it's paralyzing. It's intimidating. Uh, for a man, I could say it's emasculating. For a woman, it, it takes away a sense of honor and, and confidence. And, and instead of us being able to stand and push back, we're shells of who we, we used to be. And one reason I wrote Jezebel's War with America was, was not just to look at us on a national level, but on a personal level. How can we get liberated if we have fallen prey, if, if we have lost our sense of authority and confidence, if we become slaves to fear? It's a terrible way to live, but there is victory and freedom. Absolutely. And it's scary how quickly our culture is disintegrating. You know, you've got the governor of Virginia, and I know you've talked about this and written about this on the stream and on your own website, AskDrBrown.org. Uh, this governor of Virginia who said basically, you know, once the baby's born, you know, we'll revive it and then we'll have a discussion. I mean, if you pick that child up and you threw the child against the wall, you'd be arrested for murder. But we're going to have a conversation as to whether or not the child can live. The child is no longer in the mother's body. Her life's not in danger. All of the arguments abortionists make are out the window. This child's a living, separate human being by, by anybody's standards, and yet Democrats didn't immediately denounce him. How crazy is that? Yeah, well, it is the, the bloodlust of, of baby killing. Planned Parenthood just fired its, its president and CEO. Basically, she wasn't bloodthirsty enough. She's yep. a medical doctor and wanted to see a little bit you know, of health care and things like that. Not bloodthirsty enough. But look, in the ancient world where you had idolatry, you had baby sacrifice. They would sacrifice babies to Molech, to these deities, and, and I, I detail it in, in, in Jezebel's War with America. I talk about what it looked like from ancient descriptions. I mean, it's utterly horrific. And I say, okay, now fast forward to today, where we have partial birth abortions, where we have states now like, like New York State, where right up until the moment of birth, if the woman just emotionally doesn't want to have that child, that baby can be aborted. And yes, even statements sanctioning infanticide. And, and when you saw, say, during the Kavanaugh hearings for, for Brett Kavanaugh for Supreme Court, just remember the women screaming and pounding on the doors of the Supreme Court and shouting their abortion. 
it, it is that radical feminist baby killing spirit. It is that Jezebel spirit. And what's happening now is the true colors are being made manifest. You, you, we're not talking about a 13-year-old girl who got raped by her uncle and now finds out she's pregnant and is agonizing, do I have the baby or not? We're not talking about a heartbreaking situation like that. We're talking about shout your abortion and pound on the Supreme Court doors, lest, God forbid, Roe v. Wade be overturned. That's where things are at. And, and again, it's coming to the surface. The women's marches are not just standing for equal pay for women and dignity for women. They're talking about blow up the White House. This is the spirit of the age. It's crazy, and it's true, Dr. Brown. You know, we, society is defined not by what goes on there, because we're all sinners and there's evil in every society. But to me, a society is defined by what it accepts. And now we just put this stuff out in the open, and everybody goes, yeah, no big deal. We're, we're, we're good with this, whatever it is, whatever lifestyle you have, whatever abortion, you know, what, we just put it out there. Talk about your abortion. Brag about it. Whatever. It's frightening. Yeah, and you know, the Nazis, when they really launched the Holocaust, November 9th of 1938, called Kristallnacht, the night of broken glass, that was their test night. That's when they attacked the synagogues and Jewish places of business and set places on fire and arrested and even killed some Jews. It was a test to see how the German society would respond, and it didn't. It right. was largely silent. And the Nazis knew, we can do pretty much whatever we want to do. And, and you have, as, as one party gets more and more radical and extreme, and, I, and I, my trust is in God, not in the party, but as the Democrats get more radical, more extreme, more anti-Semitic attacks on Israel, more radically pro-abortion, more socialist, it's bringing things up to the surface. And if, if we don't respond to this, we're going to become enslaved to it. Absolutely. Dr. Brown, this is a great book. It's called Jezebel's War with America, The Plot to Destroy Our Country and What We Can Do to Turn the Tide. Michael Brown is the author. Dr. Brown, you can check his website out, askdrbrown.org. He's got a radio show. He writes. He writes for the stream. He writes on his website. He's all over the place, written many great books. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Dr. Brown. And, you know, we've got to keep fighting the fight. We, we read the back of the book. We know we win. But ultimately, we can't give up the fight between now and then, right? It's time for victory. I'm with you. Thank you, Heidi. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Brown. I'm Heidi Harris. Remember that you can catch my live radio show weekday morning 6 to 9 on AM 670 KMZQ. If you forget all that, just follow me at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Scottwell. <laughs>